Thursdays can be the worst Here's a show that's unrehearsed We had a little bit much to drink Started talking and didn't think It's the Thursday throw-up You're listening to the Thursday throw-up, a podcast that sometimes we do and sometimes we don't, and uh, this time it should sound a lot better than last time. Why do you say that, Cole? Because uh, last time, apparently, we had tef- technical difficulties. Because I unplug something and then plug something back in. It's the way she goes. Oh, man. Yeah. I like these garage casts. They might not sound as nice as sitting in the uh, the old studio downstairs, but... They still sound better than other people's podcasts. <laughs> oh. Like, not all of them, but mm-hmm. some of them, you know? I don't know. Uh, what I find funny is, uh, you know, during the pandemic and shit... Like when, uh, like Saturday Night Live or something was trying to do, uh, like their broadcasts over Zoom and shit. Mm, mm-hmm. It was like, okay, ours sounded like crap then. Yeah. But they still sounded just as good or better. Yeah. Than that or the sure. other late night hosts and shit. Yeah. I mean, it all kind of sucked. The whole pandemic really sucked. Yeah. Let me just say that. So, uh, we just finished up with some, uh, some Metalocalypse, Cole. Yeah, we were watching a, cartoons. Always a great time. Because we're adults. We're adults. And, and shut up. And you know what? Um, I have to say, we watched this episode, and it was the the first episode that we've watched in a while. Uh, and The one with Toki's, to, Toki's birthday, and then he wanted to oh, uh, meet women? Sorry, the second one. The second one. The second one that we watched, and it was uh, the the Papa Roach episode. Okay, where they kicked uh, Toki and uh, Murderface out of the band. Yeah, and, <laughs> or they put them on probation, rather. And uh, I'm like, and they, they they started playing the music and whatnot. I'm like, holy shit, this is Papa Roach. Yeah, it sounds almost exactly like Papa Roach. Right, and uh, so you had mentioned that you have seen Papa Roach in concert. Yes, I I'm hoping that they open for a band. Mm-hmm. And which what I want to ask what band first did they open for? Okay, um, there were I think there were four bands, two kind of openers. Bismarck or Fargo? It was in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Okay. Was, uh, two openers. I can't remember the first one, and then Papa Roach, and then two headliners. The reason we were there was because a friend of ours was obsessed with Eminem. At oh, the time. Okay. And we're like, all right, fuck what? it. You really Eminem like... was the headliner? Yeah. And Papa Roach opened. Hold on. You're, okay. you're, you're not I'm hearing just, the whole I'm, thing. I, I'm, okay, I'm confused. All right, but okay. so this guy was obsessed with Eminem, and we're like, fuck it, we all kind of like Eminem. Sure. You're obsessed with him, but we all kind of want to just go on a trip. And what year are we talking here? I was probably 22, 23 years old, about, so like... About 20 years ago. About 15 years ago. 15. Fine. So, so I... Nah, it's probably about... It was probably about five years after I graduated, so I was probably about 23 years old, so... I don't know. Fine. 15 years ago, we'll give you that. I I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but uh, the opener... Or the the two headlines... There, there was the opener, and then there was the other opener, Papa Roach. Then there was Limp Bizkit. Okay, so they would have been... Like on the tail end of their their popularity, probably at the height of it, or at the height. Okay, and okay. then Eminem was the headliner. Okay, so Eminem probably Papa right Roach. around his second CD. 
Okay, second Papa Roach, album. Eminem, and Limp Bizkit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the now, Eminem part was was pretty fun for sure. I honestly, where did, the Target Center had to be at that point? It, right? it was in Minneapolis. I don't know the venue. It had to be Target Center. So I mean, at that period, um, I think that at that point I would have hated it, but like now. Looking back, that would have been a pretty cool show. I got to say. But maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Okay, so the one thing that I really, really remember about Papa Roach was uh, someone had had a metal music magazine because magazines were still a thing at that time, right? Yeah. And so, like, it was in the car. I'm thumbing through it. And there was this advertisement for Papa Roach advertising some kind of microphone, right? All right. So we're we're driving up there, and I'm looking through this metal magazine. I see this advertisement for this microphone, and he's advertising it. And then we're at the show, and in the middle of the songs, the mics keep cutting out, <laughs> and so you can't hear some of the lyrics, or the lyrics are going staticky, right? And and in between songs, he's just like, "If this fucking mic keeps." Cutting out on me, I'm just gonna and then he just starts smashing himself in the head with it. Like he's a really hard guy or something, right? Super hard. Yeah. And like, <laughs> he didn't smash himself in the head hard enough to bleed, so he's not actually hitting himself. He's you know, no, he's no like, GG Allen or anything. But like it's like, okay, so we're seeing you advertising these mics, but also your mics suck so bad that <laughs> you um pretend to go insane and smack them hey, across the top of your he cut head. his life into pizza this is his last resort yeah <laughs> and i'll tell you one thing uh i fucking as far as papa roach goes mm-hmm. um never liked their music uh, until like their more mainstream hit um tear my heart open i so myself shut my weakness is that I can't like that. I'm not uh, sure. sure. Song. <laughs> Somebody out there will know, but that uh, I don't even remember the name of the song. But like that, that album I did purchase, and I remember that album because when you bought it at Walmart, of course, Walmart, you know, always had the edited versions. Okay. And it the the picture on the front cover it wasn't even that graphic but it was a it was like kind of an anatomical heart okay and it was all bloody okay and then the Walmart version didn't have that for whatever reason it didn't have the blood or it didn't have the yeah heart it didn't at have all. the blood or even the I don't even think it had the heart we'll have to look at we'll have to look at a picture of it <clears throat> but um, that album. I, that, I think that was the only Papa Roach album that I had purchased. The only song I know of theirs is the Cut My Life Into Pieces. I think if you heard of that that one I was <laughs> attempting to, to mimic, um, that was definitely after their sort of rock rap phase, mm-hmm. and they sort of evolved into... So they came out of that? Yeah, definitely. And they were more of an alternative type of sound. I don't know. And I, I sort of enjoyed that, I guess. But overall, they were... Mostly not great. That's, you know, that's what I remember. You know the band from that genre that I really, really enjoy? Nonpoint. No, but good no? guess. Okay, okay, I want to guess one more. Oh, 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 ah, uh, fuck, I know it. Say it. The Deftones. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Okay, okay. I was listening to the Deftones the other day. I, I think you were going to say Rage Against the Machine. No, actually. And I, I really was, do enjoy Rage no, Against no, no. the Machine, oh, but shit. the Deftones is my favorite Fuck, by what, far. What, what was? I don't even remember what I was going to say now. I'll, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. But uh, Deftones, I, I, I don't think I could... I, I think you were, we were listening to Deftones one night, but I don't, I don't quite remember. Deftones, I guess Linkin Park maybe was, was in that genre as well. Uh, yeah, I think they kind of came a little later, but okay. like at, at the tail end of that. But sure. I think they had probably more musical talent than a lot of those bands. But I think the Deftones had the most, and then they weren't. They 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 kind of left themselves enough lee, leeway where they weren't completely all in on that genre, and yeah. they could get out of it. Yeah. So like Lincoln Park to me was um and i i honestly don't know how much mike shadona had to do with that um, my, my, my mike shadona mike shadona I've, I've never heard of that man before yes you have he he was the rapper of lincoln park. okay but i never knew his name oh yeah so mike shadona dude lincoln park to me was like part of my formative years. It was so funny. They really need to uh, do a cover of that song <laughs> with his name. When I was in high school, and this is what was so funny to me about the the whole downloading phase of music and Napster and shit. So in high school, um, some kids had figured out where to download illegal music from All right. at school. Okay. And we took advantage of that. And I downloaded, uh, I would say probably, you know, because the, the internet wasn't super fast there at the time, like 2000, let's see, probably One. 2004, no, a little later, 2004, 2005, because I graduated in 06. So probably after Napster. A little after Napster, yep, yep. Okay. So, so there was like LimeWire and there's all sorts of like. Oh, shit. I like, remember like, LimeWire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like different, different like uh, places to download this stuff. But at school, Napster and LimeWire weren't available, but these kids had figured, I don't even remember the website, but I remember downloading um, and burning CDs there, actually, at school. And I really just, I'd fallen in love with Linkin Park. And that was like the first, that was the, my first band, 10th okay. tenth, tenth grade. So that would have been 2004. All right. So that would have been like the first band that I really, really got into. And I downloaded like five of their songs, five, six of their songs for free because I thought it was cool and I was, and I did it. And then that sort of opened the door for me to a new era of music, you know, and I had purchased all of their subs, uh, subsequent albums after that. Then I think I got a hybrid theory for Christmas. That was their first, their first release. Okay. And then I purchased Meteora for you know, for myself and then pretty much everything after that. So I thought it was so funny to me that these fucking bands like Lars was so fucking pissed off about, Oh, these guys are downloading our music and, you know, and, and fucking us over. And it's like, dude, like what about the guy that had never heard Metallica before? And he downloaded like three songs and now he's a lifelong fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, kind of. And that, that for me, so I mean, or, or the guys that, that would never have heard your music before. And again, this is in the days before YouTube. This is in the yeah. days before, oh, I don't know what this band is like, so I can stream this song or whatever. You know what I mean? Or 
but even then, like, this was a time where people could go and just figure out music. And I don't know, people like uh, that fucking Lars. Who's Lars from? Lars Ulrich. That fucking asshole. I, like, I, I, understand, I understand his point, though. Like Dude, it's a new, but he, he, I, mean, I, I, I understand his point. Like I they're guess. taking our shit that we did and they're not paying <clears> anything <throat> and we're not getting any royalties. I also understand your point where maybe I only got one or two songs off of this yeah. and now I've become a lifelong fan and I've bought every album and if they come through and I mean, Linkin Park's not going to c- come through in concert, but if they did, mm-hmm. you would have bought a ticket maybe and I understand both sides of it, but at that point, there were no royalties. It's not like you go on Pandora and there's royalties paid to the act. Well, that's you go just, on Spotify right. well, and there's, that's just, you know what I mean? To me, that's just like these big bands. But and I these always big remember Bono. I've never been a fan of YouTube. U2. I said YouTube. Oh, sure. But U2. I've never been a fan of YouTube, but I remember always kind of respecting Bono saying, you know, as far as the money... I'm already overpaid. But here's the thing was he was a massive rock star at that time. I'd say so. But you're not consi- and and that makes sense for him, but that's not considering the smaller artists who, you know what I mean? I think I don't think Lars gives a shit about the smaller artists, but right. but you're not considering the smaller artists who haven't gotten, you know what I mean? Right, right. I mean, and we're talking we're talking we're talking about a a, a different time, obviously. Yeah, and and and, 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 we and younger out, people who there's no one listening to this, but younger people who might be listening to this might not understand what what the fuck we're even talking about. Right. You could get free music, which you pretty much still can, but it it, it kind of was all good for the consumer and no good for anyone who helped create it at all. True. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I don't know that that's that's always how I viewed it. Um, and again I wasn't. Well, no, like I I purchased plenty of Weird Al albums down the road because that was another a big a big when when we had uh, LimeWire we had downloaded a shit ton of Weird Al music, but we also you know bought a bunch of Weird Al music too. So I don't know if your record is good enough. I mean, go fuck yourself. I'm gonna buy that shit. Yeah. I don't want to collect that. I mean, especially now, because how many CDs do you own, Cole, these days? Well, no, I guess all of the CDs I've ever bought, <laughs> you still own them. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, versus I, I, I find that interesting just because you. I don't have any digital music. No, I, 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 I know, but for um, for somebody that like got rid of all their comic books, that's mm-hmm. interesting to me. Where you're like, okay, I'm I'm done with these, and uh, again, CDs don't take up as much when I room, get, when but... I whenever I am forced into getting a new car, I will start doing digital music because cars don't have CD players in them anymore. Yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Yeah, but for me, like, I don't know. But I and str- then I don't know what to do with the CDs, like Target practice or what? Shove them up your ass because there's no such thing as CD players anymore. It's true. It's so funny because like. I think I, I've talked about this as far as how I collect media. You know, I will I will stream. I, I've got streaming service. I pay for a streaming service, Apple Music. If I come across an artist that I really like or if it's artists that are at a fucking venue that are putting their heart and soul out on record, 
I will buy their vinyl record. All right. Um, when I went out to when we went out to Seattle and we saw one of my favorite bands, Burn Burn Burn, this fucking guy put out an eight track. Oh really? Put out a fu- I don't have a way to play that, but I, you're sure as shit. I bought that. Yeah. You know, like I fucking I wanted to collect that shit. You know, um, so that that's kind of how I collect music, and I don't know. I think that's the way to do it, but maybe I'm wrong. So the other the other episode, I, w- I want to come back to the uh, the the whole analog digital sort of thing later. But the other episode we watched of Metalocalypse, the last one, they had a drum machine. Yes. Replacing the drummer pickles the drummer. Okay. Yep. Yep. Have you ever used a drum machine in any of your? Um, well, like with our intro, I mean, if you want to consider uh, that a drum no, machine, I, I, but... I'm saying like with any of your bands, a band, no, no, no. I remember, I don't know if it was Elijah or someone else put on a show, a local show and a band from like Fargo, somewhere in North Dakota came in Interesting. and their drummer, they didn't have a drummer. They had a drum machine and okay. The the problem was was the drum machine was so good <laughs> yeah. that we ignored the rest of the band. Like, it's like wow, this is fucking awesome. That's interesting. It, it, <laughs> and also, it was a little slightly louder, and the band wasn't bad. Yeah, it was just that the drum machine was so fucking good. You know, Almost I don't know if they good. have to. Also, do they do they program that themselves or like? Did they get some, like I I don't know how that works at all. But so a drum machine, I mean, all all it would be would, would be, I mean, nowadays that, what what the equivalent would be is just pushing play on iTunes or something or pushing play on a. But, well, I mean, you know, yeah, back, but like back then, but do I mean, they put the beats in? Like, do they? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so this thing was doing like double kicks. Yeah, and, yeah. So essentially, know, like, essentially, I know people give. A lot of bands these days, a lot of shit, right? But, I mean, especially, well, okay, so this is how it goes. A drum machine, yes, you'd have to program every one of those beats, right? So it would be like, okay, this is what the song is. You're basically recording it, but it's all just, not not triggers, but they're, they're putting these beats. So cymbal, 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 all right. uh, kick drum, kick drum, kick drum. So each one of those beats is, you know, programmed by a person because yeah. that's what they want it to sound like. I think that this person was probably a better beat maker than they were a guitarist or a bass player <laughs> or a singer be. or whatever. Could be. They were super good at that. <laughs> and they were not... I mean, I'm not saying that the band was bad. Right. I'm just saying that what they did plugging that drum pattern in was more impressive than sure. what they were actually doing. Interesting. Well, yeah, it, it good was, for them. It was pretty, it was the first and only time I've ever seen a three piece band with two people playing the shit, <laughs> you three know, piece band with two people. I like, yeah, it. It, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I think it, that sounds cool. It sounds cool to me. Yeah. So cool. You said this chair that you sat in for the first half of our our first part of our podcast not as comfortable as these it's nice and comfortable it's better than that uh chair that you have out in the lawn yeah that i've been yeah. sitting in 
<laughs> but it's not as uncomfortable as the chair that I'm sitting in right now. I know. Deanne did good. Deanne did good. I don't know. She just, she scours the, the interwebs for... Uh... I kind of want to just move places between this chair and that one so that next time Adam comes, he sits in that one, well, I don't but he know. still See, has the same that's place. What, down, well, let's see. Next week, next week we might be doing this at your place. I don't know. Since we're doing it's a fine with me, shrimpy, shrimpy shrimp boil, but also these might be downstairs next time we, uh, and then we're all gonna be podcasting. I do like chairs. how that one looks like it's got a face from Star Wars or something. Oh yeah, speaking of Star Wars, you had a you had a something to talk about. No, seriously, check out the top of that. Right here, there's the two eyes and the little nose, and it looks kind of mad. <laughs> I guess. Well, it does from this angle, so fuck you. <laughs> don't, I don't. I I mean, I see a face, but I don't see a Star Wars character. But you were talking about Admiral what? No, I was talking about uh, um, on Disney Plus. Yeah, they have a Star Wars series called Andor, which is like the prequel, right? To to Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. There was a guy in Rogue One whose name was Andor. Okay, he's like the Spanish or French kind of yeah. guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even realize that was his name. No, I didn't either. I didn't know any of their names. No, because they were forgettable. They were supposed to be because they just got blown up anyway. So this is kind of like a prequel. To the prequel. To Rogue One, <laughs> yeah. which was also a prequel to <laughs> Star Wars Episode Four. Sure. And it actually is interesting. It looked like, okay. It, this is a guy who doesn't like the empire and but he's not really going to do anything about it he's just trying to get by and survive sure just and then you're kind of like oh this is the story of why he would join this rogue one mission yeah which he's probably not going to come back from right 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 and um why a guy like this would join that that mission like just a guy who's kind of fed up. He's angry. He's looking for something, you know. And I don't know how the the series, this television series, is going to end if he finds what he was originally set out to look for. But maybe he's found something else just in becoming part of the rebellion. Yeah. And like how a person would go. It's a sci-fi version of how a person would go from I'm angry against the empire or you know like this system that i'm in and these are the events that would kind of trigger me to go into open rebellion against you know a possible suicide mission yeah we should pause your dog is acting crazy all right so, so you were talking about fritz and freaking out and he's freaking and whatever but so it's funny uh, i just showed you this picture of fritz yeah and uh hey what's up buddy and uh, we come home on, on Sunday yesterday, or Monday, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. We came home, and as we came up uh, 2nd Street here, um, I saw Fritz out of, out of, the, out of the, the, the corner of her house. Yeah. He's just sitting on the couch, looking out the window, waiting for us to come home. And uh, I'm like, oh, Dan, stop the car. I'm going to hop out. I'm going to get a picture of him. So I hop out of the car. I get a picture. And there's his dad and his son playing football or playing catch in the parking lot across the street yeah and so i i run over started taking a picture of fritz and trying to call for him I'm like fritz fritz you know see what he would do and whatever and this kid across the street's like dad what's that guy doing he's like i don't know 
He's a he's a, he's some weirdo taking pictures of that guy's house or that, uh-huh. that person's house. It looks like a bulldog in there or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I fucking live here. I'm taking my own goddamn pictures if I want to, you fucking ass. Did you tell him that? No. Well, he was across the street. I just I heard the you know talking. Uh-huh. It's like, what the fuck? You fucking you fucking pervert. <laughs> Which side of the street were you standing on? I was in. I I walked into my yard. Oh, okay. I thought you were on the uh, Catholic Church side. <coughs> No, I walked. So I told Ian to stop the car because I saw Fritz hanging out there. I said, uh, stop the car. I'm going to hop out. So I walked across the lawn after, you know, she let me out. She parked in the fucking lot or she parked in the driveway. And then I, I went up and snapped a picture of Fritzy boy. And it's like, so this guy was calling me out for being a fucking weirdo. And I'm like, mm, no. The picture looks like a painting. It's cool, huh? Yeah. I was it, looking at him like, oh my gosh, I might have to commission a, a portrait of Fritz. Yeah. He deserves it. He Not the other it. dog, though. He'll eat the painter. Probably. No, he's just licking fucking paint off the ground. When we were uh, recording the uh, Comic Can Koozie episode, the last episode, yeah. um, I spilt that beer. Uh-huh. And then Deanne almost immediately afterward let Fritz into the garage and I just picked him up and put him back inside. I'm like, sorry, Deanne. It's like, <laughs> no, because Fritz would have licked all of that beer. He would have gotten a little buzzed. Yeah. He's having a good time. Yeah. But probably for the best. I don't know. She got pissed at him a lot. She got pissed. <laughs> oh, you're yelling. You're wondering. Oh yeah. Going. I was out here in the garage and I heard, I heard um, Deanne yelling, no. And I was like, is she mad at the dogs or Taylor? So uh, tell me about this. Both. Okay. Mostly me. Okay. Because I let Ferris downstairs. Mm-hmm. And when Ferris thinks there's somebody that's in the house. So yeah. if you were downstairs. Because I have been in the you, house. You've been in the house. So he probably in the last... smells different people and whatnot. He goes on a tear. Mm-hmm. Right. He goes fucking running downstairs. Running around like crazy. Right. And he ends painting <laughs> downstairs. So apparently he stepped in a bunch of paint. It started running all over the place. Somehow that's my fault because I let him downstairs. Uh, so that's what she was yelling about. Ferris got in the paint. Not on purpose. Just She like, is all the way downstairs. I am out here in the garage with the door closed, and I could still hear her yelling. Yes, she was uh, She's pissed. And that was my fault. I, I admit it. I admit when I'm wrong, Cole. But... Uh, from time to time. <laughs> From time to time. Anyway, you got anything else you want to go over, Cole? Not really. All right. So for Thursday Throw Up, this is the episode that we did. <laughs> I'm Taylor. I'm Cole. <laughs> <laughs>